Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth, shifting you into higher consciousness, a show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, interviews with inspiring guests, experts, and celebrities, intuitive readings, channeled messages, mental health awareness, and hot topics to expand your awareness. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hello, everybody. This is Eden, and I'm here with Kim. Welcome to another episode of Talk Purpose and Truth podcast. How are you, Kim? I'm good. Good to be here. I've seen you in person lately a couple times, but we haven't recorded in a few weeks, so yeah, I know it's been a while. Um, we were we took some time off, um, but now we're on on a roll, and we're so excited about this new guest that we have today. Um, but first, I wanted to ask you. Um, today, I was supposed to have a an appointment, a first appointment with a nutritionist. Um, I'm you know working on the getting healthier inside and out. <laughs> uh, so. She ended up having to cancel this morning. She had an emergency, but I was so excited because she was going to be doing a cacao ceremony with me and because she focuses a lot on trauma and, you know, how that relates to um, possibly being overweight. Uh, so she said that that's something that she uses as a tool to help people with healing their trauma and then kind of getting the body in more in balance. Um, so because I didn't get to do that today, I had some here, like a little hot chocolate thing, and I tried it. This is my first time. I think it's the thing that a lot of people have been doing lately. Um, but I think you tried it this morning too, didn't you? Well, you you said that. And then I was like, oh, that's funny. I've never, I don't think I've ever really consciously bought and tried cacao. And so I ordered like a couple of days ago when you said that I ordered some online, like the, the little, almost like chocolate chip things. The but cacao. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I've, I've had a few spoonfuls here and there, and I feel like it, it gave me a slight feeling of a little more focused energy and calmness. Um, it doesn't last throughout the day, but it lasted like, you know, a couple hours maybe. And so it, I feel like it made a subtle difference and I'm sure as you use it or eat it more often then it gives you more benefits. I don't know. We'll have to ask our guest if she knows more about this. I know. Too. I know. Um, what about you? The only thing I felt was tired. <laughs> so she said, I remember the the woman that I'm going to be me- meeting with next week instead. Um, she did say that it's something that really calms the, the nervous system and it just calms you down. So it might be that I had that kind of effect from it. But I think the one that she's going to be using is um, it's like high potency. I don't know if there mm-hmm. are different different levels, but we'll see. And okay. I'll, I'll let everyone know, I guess, how that one goes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to introduce who we have here today I'm with us. I'm thinking of brownies. You guys talking about cacao. I have to tell you. You, you use it? You make brownies with it? Yes. Yeah, sorry. I jumped in. No, it's okay. It's I'm okay. Like, I'm thinking chocolate when you, oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, no, that's a good idea. And um, I've, I've tried the one I have here. That's like a powder like a hot chocolate. I've used it for um, like as a protein um, powder kind of in place to in place of a like a real protein powder because I know there's protein in it, but like to make a shake. So I think you can use it to 
for a lot of things. Anyways, okay. So, um, Loa, and you say your name, it, Loa, how do you Loa. pronounce? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So we're here with Loa and, you know, for some reason, tell me your last name. <laughs> Bless you. it's, it's not in front of me. It's not, it's not here in front of me, but Bless Loa. Yeah. So we're excited to have her. We've been watching a lot of her videos on, on uh, Instagram and she's just every, everything is so helpful that she's been sharing. Um, she's a devoted, she's devoted her life to learning and practicing many different modalities of holistic health. Uh, she's a nutritionist, author of an award-winning book, energy medicine practitioner, personal training specialist, public speaker, and etheric clairvoyant. Uh, as an influencer and viral content creator, she shares cutting edge information that supports the development of the psyche and the healing of the body. And there's also something very fascinating about her that she shared with me and I'm going to share with everyone else. Um, she's a seventh born green eyed child, (laughs) nine times great granddaughter of three different women who were burned at the stake or hung. Uh, for being witches Um, and what she knows to be true is that they were actually not witches they were christian women with medical and healing abilities um so i think that kind of makes her just even more she's she feels like it's a shoe in for doing uh healing arts i have that kind of similar background with my ancestors too um and it's it does. It just kind of like places us on that path. It seems that we're just kind of doing what we're meant to be doing, but at the same time, I think we're doing it better. <laughs> I hope we're doing it better. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, the first time someone asked me uh, about when I said, yeah, I, I'm the seventh of eight children. And he said, oh, wow, you're the seventh born. Are You must be in the healing arts. And I was like, I am, but wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know about the whole history of that, that how the seventh born and they used to say the seventh son but now it's the seventh born is usually the child that goes into the healing arts and oh true for me and then when i found out about my great 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 grandmothers and it is public record they were doctors and healers but at that time in the 1600s you kind of as a woman weren't allowed to know more and do better than a man you Mm -hmm. could get trouble for it. And so these women, and it's all public record, we have their headstones, we have their history, there's a monument made for two of them that have their names, everything. So they're, they're all real, and it's all accurate. Um, but they were women who were in the community just helping and um, helping uh, women give birth and helping people feel better. And um, there were just a couple of instances where, you know, somebody got jealous and somebody got upset and accused them of something. And wow. yeah, yeah, it's really messed up, but that's how things went down back then. Yeah. It, now, yeah. When you first found out about that, were you already practicing healing arts or did you kind I of was. like, what did it feel like knowing I, that? I yeah. was fully into it. I felt um, connected because I understood, you know, and I am a history buff. I love history. So I'm uh, very much into the history of that time. And I kind of um, felt like it gave me some insight. I kind of understood a little bit and I appreciate them for their skills, you know, and their for their willingness. And one of them, they said to her, they said, okay, if you will just 
um, admit that you're a witch, we'll um, we'll go ahead and hang you instead of burn you. And oh, she, and wow. she okay, like thanks. And she said, um, she said, I have never harmed anyone, and God knows that. God knows who I am and what I have done, and I I admit nothing. And they were all so blown away that they said, "Yeah, don't burn her." That's like that's too. But they still hung her. They still hung her, and that, that's really really sad. And then later, um, one of the other one later, the two women who accused her of some ridiculousness um, came out in the public square crying and saying, we didn't mean for her to be killed. We just, you know, it's like, really? Well, she's gone, you know? So yeah. Wow. What what area was it? Uh, Salem, Massachusetts. That's what oh. I was thinking. Okay. It made me, yeah. I had a vision of that movie. I think the craft. Yeah. yeah. And I haven't seen it, but you know, old, old movie, but they have, it's in Salem and then like, it's similar, but it's, it's more a little bit campy, you know? Yeah. And you know, it's really important to make the distinction. I, I have absolutely nothing to do with any kind of witchcraft or spells or anything like that. And I want to be really clear about that yeah. because everything has a source and whatever you connect to, that is the source that you're dealing with. And I work with light and healing energy, and I want nothing to do with any of that. So and I know that they didn't have that either. That so, and that kind of makes me love them more. So mm -hmm. I just want to be clear about that. And and to like young girls, I just want to say, you know, be really careful. It's not a party trick. Um, a, so yeah, yeah, good. That's good. Oh, it was nice. I feel like you are um, honoring their legacy in a way. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, that's, that's a nice thought. Yeah, that's what, how I see it. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, so we wanted to talk to you also about um, how just giving giving us examples of reverse aging, and you know, especially like how do you? Uh, I don't know if you can fix, but help a, uh, someone who has a double chin and and what? Yeah, talk more about reverse aging, and then give us some examples. Oh, yeah. I, I need that. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. Um, you know, I've had my my whole career has gone. It has just spanned the whole gambit of working with age related issues always. And before I say anything about about reverse aging, I have to say that in when I worked in Hollywood, I was a makeup artist for 35 years and I flew in a lot of Learjets and I went to a lot of amazing parties and I had some amazing times working with some of the most beautiful faces in the world. And I. Um, was always the first one there. So you show up and you set up your gear and then the actor comes in and you're you're very close to them. And as a this was a I was a young girl at this time and I could see what they drank, I could see what they ate, I could see how they felt. I they would tell me about the night before how they slept or where they went or you could see how they treat other people around them. And and I was always reading energy. I didn't know it at the time, but I was and I learned so much. I think that basis was such an amazing uh, learning ground for to be in the study of aging, which I have always been my whole life. And after that, I ran a wellness camp in Los Angeles. You guys were telling me where you're all from. And I'm like, oh, you're killing me. All my all these lovely places that <laughs> live there. But I ran a wellness camp there for um, about 10, 12 years. And then I was studying more about the body, but always and always I was listening to women talk about how they feel. And I was listening to what's going on in their heart and I could see what's happening in their bodies. And so um, for me, 
I remember one time so clearly I was listening to a neuroscientist speak and um, it was Deepak Chopra and he said that it doesn't really matter all of the things that all of the things that they can prove to be true about the masses. I, and I'm, I'm not quoting him this. I'm generalizing what he said for you. He said, all we need is that one possibility. And we know that it's possible. And that's what we study because then a whole field opens up. And I like the top of my head came off and I was like, thank you. I have always known that, you know, people, there's so much fear when it comes to aging. Women are so afraid to get old. They're so afraid of what comes with it. And there's so many wonderful things about it. There really are. And you have so much more control than you think. You absolutely do. You can manage what's happening. You just have to know how to do it. And that's why I created my masterclass. You, you just have to know a few things. And your energy is absolutely tied to what's going on with you hormonally, with what's going on in your soul, with what's going on in your skin and your face. So yeah, you very much have to learn how to manage your energy if you want to reverse aging. So I had to, that's, I had to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that I could answer your question, but reverse aging is when you get into the lane where your body is in really stellar repair, you are repairing at a really good clip and your spirit is in a place of, of flow. You're just in that state of flow. And in those moments, time can be moving on, but your body doesn't have to always advance and decline. It absolutely doesn't. And so um, in that sense, time may be moving away from you, but, but you're not, you're not declining or changing. You're right where you are. So one of the things that, that I was, it was funny because I actually was getting my hair done and uh, my friend who does my hair and I were watching your video on how to tighten your double chin and your 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 jawline. And I have never realized that you could specifically do something regularly that would make it kind of do like what you do if you work out your stomach or your legs. And so could you explain that? Yes. Well, the thing that so many people miss, and, and it's so interesting to me that how quick we can be to turn to someone else to fix it just let's just hear tightness up cut and stitch just you know there are so many things that you can do that are going to have a better result because it's you you're going to still look like you you don't have to cut into the tissue in the fascia and like what's happening all through here the very first thing that every woman needs to think about is the lymphatic drainage in their face so if you've got puffiness around the eyes if you've got puffiness around the mouth and you're starting to feel like a fullness here mm -hmm. the first thing we look at is we've got to get that out of there so you guys have probably seen me do like the tap and slide mm -hmm. so it's basically this is just very very gentle pads of the fingers tapping sweeping under and up let's and do it and okay. then, yeah, let me, <laughs> let me check your form. I'm going to, I'm going to watch and see how you guys okay. are sweeping down and up. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So here's the, watch me again. I'm going to go okay. down towards the center and up. Oh, okay. And it's very, so she's tapping under the eyes, um, kind of right where the cheekbones yeah. are. I'm going to flutter the pads of my fingers sweeping towards the center and out to the sides. That's pretty good, you guys. And then you take a, a little bit of product about the size of, of half of a pencil eraser, about that much. Split that on both your ring fingers, then slide in. 
So really keeping that eye area hydrated and keeping it free of lymphatic fluid. The other spots right here, this is a stomach point. So this connects onto your stomach channel. And for those that can't see, mm -hmm. we're right under the color part of the eye on the front of your cheekbone. And if we tap right here, that's also signaling the two brain connection, head to gut, and it's releasing fluid. So once we've done those two, then we come right here down the neck, just sweeping off. And I always tell my clients, add this little sweep at the end. There's like a little release because your etheric field is the field that's right outside your body. And any dense energy, overthinking, stress, feeling bad about something, that can literally hang around in your field. So as you're draining here, you just add that. That's your intention from your heart. You just add that on, release it. Just let it go. There's just a little flick at the end and let that clear your mind. So you're clearing your mind and you're clearing your face. So that's one of the first steps to managing aging in your face. And then we get into muscle toning for double chin that you probably saw me do this one where you, <laughs> you can't talk when you're doing it, where you come up the front turn lift. Yeah. That's such an amazing piece of, of face work. The way I teach face yoga is very different than you'll take it anywhere else. Because to me, and believe me, oh my goodness, you guys, on all the socials, so, there are so many reverse aging experts that are 25 years old and 20 years old. And I saw yeah. the other day, <laughs> I saw a, a girl demonstrating this routine from her neck. And I was like, never do that. Never, ever do that to your upper cervical spine. You have to be careful. So the way I teach it, there is no, I take all of the danger, frivolous, wasted time stuff out. And I add back the energy medicine that brings healing energy into your face. Wow. Like it's such a great, <laughs> such a great balance. So only listen to Loa when you see this other yeah. people. Don't, yeah, don't go anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. And if, you know, she has great, what's, what's your Instagram for those listening? It's Hey Loa. I'm Hey Loa, H-E-Y-L-O-A on Instagram. And I'm Hey Loa underscore on TikTok. Yeah. I'm 65 years old. So I've been doing this for a while. I've basically run through every, I, my life has brought me through such a cool path to be right here as a reverse aging specialist. I'm just truly grateful. It's given me a chance to research and study so many things. And, and now I get to share them with, with the world. And yeah, that's why I had to create the masterclass because the, the socials give you little snippets. You know, you get a 30 second reel or a, a minute on TikTok. And in my reverse aging masterclass, I'm putting it all in there. I'm giving you the stuff that's the, the real, the real stuff. So, yeah. And it's really, it's just refreshing too, because you look amazing. You're doing it the natural way. And there's like, there's people out there like celebrities that are examples, such as, you know, Diane Keaton, Andy McDowell, that Andy McDowell was on the red carpet recently. And she's like, I just let my hair go gray because I don't want to pretend I'm not 76. And I'm just going to show, you know, how beautiful I am for my age. And I'm like, that's so awesome. Like, just, be what feels right for you, you know? Yeah. My mother would never tell her age. If someone would ask her age, she would say, well, they, they don't need to know. I don't. <laughs> mm -hmm. and I'd say, What's the big deal, mom? And she's like, but see, she was from a different time. And now I, I, I think it's an honor to be alive. I'm 65 and people ask me all the time because this is what I talk about. So I get asked that pretty much every day. So I don't mind at all to say that I'm 65. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you look, you, you look a lot younger too. 
Yeah. <laughs> Your skin is so everything. And I don't think it's the makeup artist in you. It just, you just look youthful. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Kim, will you, you want to know about. Yeah. You yeah. talked about, you talked about easing tension in the heart area and then yeah. also like overwhelm anxiety, panic, stress. And I've had all, it's such a long journey, but you know, I never was really someone with any sort of anxiety issues. And I started having these heart racing and crazy fight or flight anxiety that would last for days. And then it would not, and I thought it was hormones and I went to tons of different specialists. I'm telling you the very fast version because some of the people on the show have heard, um, finally came to the conclusion that it was my breast implants recently got them out. Um, so I barely even entered detoxing from that. Um, but I'm still having it off and on. And it's just, it's, it's like really difficult to handle because it's not the mind anxiety. It's like my body's into this crazy fight or flight. And so I wondered if you had any, if you had heard of that, anything like fight or flight type of anxiety that's physical. And if you had any suggestions, um, um, yes. And thank you for giving me the, um, the background on that. I, the, the very first, the most important thing when you're dealing with what you just described to me is to check in with the inside of the body. And when you're in fight, flight and fi fight or flight, you don't feel like checking in because you want to yeah. run, you want to go, you want to, there's all of that activity happening. But when you're not in that moment, that's the moment you send down a grounding cord. You just keep reconnecting yourself to the earth so that when those feelings do come up, you at least have a sense of where your body is. Because if I were to say to someone who has anxiety, let's meditate, they'd be like, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's a very, it's a step-by-step -step process. The first thing is to remember that you are a child of this earth. You belong to this planet and it's up, it's your birthright to connect to it. So as you set your feet down, I mean, just do it, just set your feet on the floor and then close your eyes and go right into the arches of your feet and just feel them and know right where they are. And then just wiggle your toes, just connect yourself that way. It's very simple, but you are part of this earth and that will help you just kind of stay in your body. So when flight or that whole feeling of, I got to go, I got to run. When that anxiety, that panic sets in, you at least have a sense of I'm here. This is my body and I'm here. And the other thing I would say that with that once you connect through your feet, you then come up right above the pelvic floor and just know where that place is. Go inside your body and just know where that is. Some people have never done that, but you have an energy center there and that's your root center and it connects you to the earth. So if we can just get the awareness of those two places kind of extending down, reaching for mother earth, because mother earth is there to heal you and help you whenever you need you girls. She, that's why she's there for, she will take whatever you need to release. She'll offer up energy when you need it. That's why she's there. So if we can just have the awareness of connecting through your lower centers, then as you come like right into your heart, just take your shoulders back. Like if you, if I'm sitting here, like just watch my body for a second. I'm, I'm, I'm not even gonna, I'm not gonna shrug or anything. Let me just get my collar out of the way. Just watch what I do right here.
So I just rose up at least two inches, at mm -hmm. least two inches. If you watch the top of my head from where it came from to where it went, and that all happened in my spine. I didn't shrug. I didn't do anything. It wasn't, it's just in the spine. So if you lift yourself up, then you can open up through your heart center. When the heart get cl gets closed off, you're more prone to uh, confusion and fear because heart energy has wisdom. It has this beautiful wisdom. And when it's kind of condensed and closed off, you don't have access to it. So just by lifting, rising up and connecting to what's right here, what you're radiating right in front of the heart. For a woman, it is off the charts powerful. You just have to connect to it. Kim, yesterday you said to me when we were talking about this, that you have people making the suggestion to you to do the grounding work, the meditation when you're feeling panic and, do, and anxiety, but, but you said, I can't, how could I possibly do that when I'm in the middle of it? And, and now Loa just said, do it in between when you're not having that feeling. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I do do it when I'm in it because I'm in it so much. Like, it's just like so often now um, that I do do meditation and yoga and grounding, but I have never done it quite the same way she just suggested. So, um, and I, it's interesting because I'll do healings with people in similar ways to what you said, but I haven't done that with myself. Um, one, how thing, you said. one thing I would say too. Kim, I don't know why that thumbs up just went there. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, was... I went like this. Oh, <laughs> how um, funny. One thing I was going to say is that um, coming through what, what you did uh, in a, in a uh, breast augmentation removal, there's a situation in the body where you have, you have organs that are being compressed by something that is in the body. And then when it's released, there, there's a breach in the fascia. So to take them out, there's a breach, right? They have to cut through the fascia. That's a whole situation for the way your body moves. Mm -hmm. When emotion stays in the body, so we're dealing with fear and anxiety and um, whatever else rolls off of that, whether it's betrayal or mistrust or whatever, whatever. I don't, I, I haven't spoken to you about it, so I don't know exactly what you're saying. But that lands in the body and it can be stored or somatized in the body. One of the most important things you can do to really free yourself of this forever is to come to a place where you can forgive, just forgive yourself, your body, your tissues, your cells, just forgive all of that for, for whatever, whatever your part, whatever happened try to release and forgive and have an understanding of yourself. And then as you do a deep stretch, do you know what a pigeon is in yoga pigeon? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have one leg that tucks under the body and you just kind of lay down on top of that leg. That's a really wonderful exercise to connect to a somatic release. So basically if you're on the floor and you've got one leg tucked under, you just, you just go to a place of clarity, take a nice inhale breath, and as you come down over top of that leg, just let the breath go from wherever it needs to go. Let it come from deep down in your gut or your belly or in from your back, wherever it comes from. All you're doing is allowing for that. You're not forcing or sending or doing anything. You're just connecting to what needs to go. And then, and then as you settle down, just take that break. 
just just be with it and let that be released from your body and after doing that over a series of time you can have a big impact on what you free yourself up and the way you'll know like don't take my word for it the way you'll know if this is working the the space between panics it will just expand and expand oh. and expand until till you don't have it anymore. Mm, okay. I love that. Thank you. I think that's really helpful for so many people because I, I just personally have a ton of clients and friends who have similar types of things going on. And a lot of women with hormonal stuff have that going on. So I think that's huge. And I haven't looked at it doing it in that way before, you know, so thank you. Uh, you're so welcome. Yeah. You know, when it comes to see hormone balance is a big, big part of the aging process. And, um, you have to be really fearless and really open to getting to know yourself and just getting to know your own soul, who you really are, because hormones are liars. They can make you feel some kind of way. They can make you agitated when there's no reason for it, when your normal self would not be agitated and they can make you sleepy when you don't, why do I need to sleep? My body is fine. You have to really, really have a sense of who you are and when there's something kind of coming at you that's hormonal and, and that allows you grace. It just allows you to go, okay, I'm, I'm kind of feeling that. I don't really know what that is. I'm going to give this a minute just going to go make a cup of tea and see if what I can do with this, or maybe I'm going to go stretch a little bit or do, um, I always say do a little energy medicine, you know, but that it helps you, it helps you manage your hormones. That's for sure. Because Anxiety takes them out of flux. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, it needs to be talked about more because I think a lot of men don't understand that. And then poor young girls, like my girls, like I have to explain to them, like, okay, you guys, this is happening because of, hormonal changes you're not really in a bad mood it's just like it's causing you to be because they'll be kind of confused by it you know and it is confusing because you're going your true self is going but I'm really upbeat and bubbly and happy yeah. and then your hormonal self is like I'm irritated at everything you know and so you feel crazy sometimes it comes down to self-awareness because there are many yeah. many factors that can throw your hormones into a fit and the the biggest culprit in our culture right now is fake food because it's everywhere fake food foods that come in a package foods sauces in jars and if you read what is in it it is all you know there are so many toxic synthetic fake cheap oils and for a woman it is so detrimental it throws your hormones so out of whack it'll uh, it'll mess with your thermogenics so you can't lose weight when you feel like I normally would have lost a pound after doing what I've just done. It can mess with you on so many levels and especially for children and young girls. I can't even tell you how important it is to keep them free of fake food, just real mm -hmm. food. Yeah. Mm. It's great. Great, great tips. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I want to just sit and talk to you for hours. <laughs> <laughs> you just have so much wisdom, so much knowledge. Um, Okay. It's so relatable too. Like just everything you're saying is so relatable. So we also wanted to talk about repetitive racing thoughts. It might be along the same lines of what you just talked about, but do you have any tips on that? Um, yes. Well, the practical tips are, are 
we, we have to get to the reality of life. We can't keep living in this culture that we're living and saying, well, now I have this problem, but then you're still scrolling on your phone. It's 11 o'clock at night and you're going like this, but then I have these racing thoughts and I, they should stop, but then you're still scrolling and you're still drinking that big giant thing from some drive-through place that had all the fluff and sugar and whatever. It, it's like, you have to take responsibility and say, to me, the, I'm speaking for myself right now. My mind, my brain is, it's my top priority. I want to be able to think clearly. I want to have equanimity within me. I want to be able to not freak out when the world is freaking out. I want to be in charge. I want to be an energetic badass. That is my goal. So I protect my brain and I'm careful about the amounts of sugar and really careful about fake food and um, dyes and food colors, all of those things, they are a toxic hit to the brain. They all affect what you're talking about, anxiety. They are in anxiety producing. Mm -hmm. So you put all of that, a diet of fake food and sugar and artificial colors, you put that on top of the fact that now we're scrolling like this. We don't even think through, okay, I just did an endorsement for, for an ad and they they wanted it cut up every three seconds because people can't listen to something. So basically, if I'm going to if I'm like this and I and I'm talking and I'm telling you a story about something and where people can't connect like that anymore, that's where we've gotten to. They uh, a company marketing company is telling me cut it up. Okay, cut cut made it shorter and zzz, 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 so people can now they can listen to it. <laughs> but that's where we are. That's mm -hmm. where we are. So we each have to take responsibility for ourselves and say, okay, it's nine o'clock at night. What is my bedtime? What is my rising time? You have to know that about yourself. You have to know when you eat a certain meal and if you pour something on it, you have to know how that makes you feel. If you drink, now you're on your second cup of coffee. How does that make you feel? If you, if you haven't had fresh food in a couple of days, where is your energy? All of those things should be in a notebook and written down. So you know that about yourself, because we, we are so quick to turn it all over to the doctor and let him tell us what to do. Well, his training is pharma. So all he knows, he's doing his best to give you a pharmaceutical that's going to help you with what you said, but you are the one that should have the information to be able to cut to the chase and, you know, resolve that issue. I just keep saying, go within and listen, listen to your body. Yeah. It seems to be the, the answer for everything. Yeah. Well, and if I have to find a gift, you know, and I think that, that Eden could agree like different times when we've had something going on, not that I want anymore, but when we've had times when something's going on in your body, it teaches you to know your body really well and to tune into your body yeah. and know, oh wait, I can't do that right now. Oh, I need this right now. And, but it, it takes a lot of strength to do that, to be able to sit with whatever's going on and go, okay, I'm just going to be in this uncomfortable feeling, or let's say somebody got the flu. Okay. I'm going to sit with the symptoms and just deal instead of like, you know, panicking and trying to drink Dayquil or whatever, you know what I mean? And so um, I think that that also teaches you to go inward. You know, we've lost the ability to be uncomfortable. And if you want to be really powerful in your life and in your body and with your aging process, you, you got to expand your comfort zone. 
you have to be able to just expand it and get connected to what doesn't feel right and learn to resolve that within yourself. We're so quick to just not want to feel anything uncomfortable. So we quickly take an antacid, we quickly take a this or a that, when really you can heal it yourself. You, you have to listen, you have to know what doesn't work for you and what mm -hmm. really does. Yeah, I think we, many uh, people, society have an addiction to comfort. We need to be comfortable at all costs. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I mean, you know, Americans, we have the best sofas. Go to another country and sit in their living room. You'd be like, what in the hell is this? Like, <laughs> my sofa over there, it's like cushy and nice. I'm sure you're like, we do, we do chairs, we do cars, we got comfort, we have comfort food, we have two refrigerators. Like, we, we got it. You know what I mean? Everything's arm's reach. Yeah. Right. So, okay. One other topic I think was very interesting that we saw on your page was about chakras, opening chakras and why it can cause issues if they're all open at once. If they're all open. Yeah. Um, you, within the energy centers of your body, there is a balance and you have seven major energy centers and we know they're there. It's not, you know, it, it's, I mean, if you, if you Google it, you can get some information that might be accurate. I don't know. There's a lot of people saying things that aren't actually true, but we know that you have seven major energy centers. You can have an electrocardiogram. That's the energy around your heart. You can have the energy around your brain. There are tests for that. We know that that energy is there. There is a balance between your energy centers. Your chakras partner with each other so that they work together. If one of them is too open, nowadays, most people are way too open down in the belly. Most people who have anxiety are way too open in their second chakra down low between the hips. And they're able to, they just absorb other people's energy. They just feel everything in the room. Um, empaths are good at this. And it's, it can be. That's me. That's, that's us. Yes. <laughs> it can be very exhausting. And the yeah. one that you, you need to remember is that your energy centers are not all meant to be wide open. Like we talk about opening the heart. We were talking about that earlier. Your heart is so powerful. It doesn't need protection. It is so powerful. Your heart, we can, we can open it. We can let it expand, but we don't want to just throw that whole chakra open where it's all it's lost its wisdom it's now so feeling and so worried and so emotional there's a balance of heart energy there's a balance of root energy there's a balance of crown energies up here that's your connection to spiritual things and um so it's not you know more is more all the time it's we want to create balance through each of those centers the way that you get into anxiety is when that your seat of emotion is your second chakra. It's down low in the belly. When it's too far open, you feel too much. Things hurt more than they may need to hurt you. you, you you're feeling your friend's um, troubles and everyone else's troubles, and, and it can make you an emotional wreck. It can make you feel like you're going to have a just a breakdown or mm. you can go into overwhelm really easy. So it's a matter of shoring up your own centers and i always say don't choose empathy 
we we've given it the wrong connotation in our culture. We think, oh, be be empathetic. You know what? Compassion is so much more powerful. Have compassion mm -hmm. for someone or something because that leaves you with your power to still help, to still be available, to still still maintain what's going on. You haven't you haven't dropped into a puddle of tears like they're in a puddle of tears. An empath is going to feel what they're feeling and do what they're doing. And now you've lost two, not just one. Now there's two yeah. that, you know, so I always say compassion is what you want to have. You want to be able to have an understanding, but still manage your own centers. Yeah. Don't, not to take on other people's stuff. Right. Yeah. So right. Just closing up that central, you have a central meridian right up the very front. And if you can think of it like, like a zipper, you just close it right up the front to the bottom lip. And that helps you uh, keep, that's your etheric field where you're closing it very close to the body. And that just kind of keeps your own energy with you. Mm, I like and that. Is that, how often do you do that? I do it all the time. Some, you can do it with your intention. Sometimes mm -hmm. I physically, at the end of a class, when I'm teaching a group, we all will close right up the center. But, um, but if I'm sitting in a car with a toxic person and they're starting to go off, I'll seal it all up. I have <laughs> well, it just hazmatting up. <laughs> oh, oh, that's good. I like that. Especially for people who are empaths. I think, um, it's important to have tools like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think some of the most important lessons for people are that, you know, a lot of us grew up maybe trying to fix people or people please or be such an empath that we were taking on someone else's issues and oh I have all these problems and then thinking about it like wait they're all related to friends and family and so trusting that okay even though this family member or this friend is going through something really chaotic or sad it's their journey and so you can be like you said I love that you said compassionate but you don't want to take it on you want to trust that they're in their journey you can be there for them in a compassionate way but taking it on is going to punish you and then you're not going to be any good for them. So it's, it's important to be able to allow that to be their journey. And that's very hard for some people. That's a good word. You know, I was talking to a woman the other day and she said, she said, um, she said, Loa, I looked in the mirror and I didn't even recognize who was looking back at me. And she started to get tears and I was just kind of listening and kind of talking. And she told me about um, her divorce and she had been treated really badly by her ex. And then she was telling me about another uh, thing that was going on um, with her kids. And, um, and I just kind of listened. And, and the thing is, as women, we all have, we, like you called it a journey. We all have our story. Everybody's got a story, but we have, there are so many things that can be done for each of us to manage our own level of forgiveness and allowing for the good. And we get so focused on what, what we don't have or what we think we should look like. And really, I don't ever want any of my clients to feel like that, like looking in the mirror and, and going to tears. So when I created the um, reverse aging masterclass for that very reason, for I don't want any woman to ever say that to me again. That was very, very, um, it was very heartfelt. So, um, and thank you for letting me mention it because um, mm -hmm. 
I want women to know about it. It's it, there are five pillars because when it comes to aging, it's not just about the face. That's what we think of because this is what we look at. It's the first thing you see when you when you meet someone, yeah. and your face resonates who you are from your organs and from your body. That's true, but your your hormone balance has a lot to do with what's going on in your skin. Your cell repair has a lot, that's your nutrition, has a lot to do with what's going on with the repair of your body. That's how you eat. So within the masterclass, there are five main pillars. And within each of those, I'm I'm walking them through step by step and everything, posturally, spine, the stuff I from my days in Hollywood, tips and tricks about the face and, and all the other classes that I teach are also free once you're in that class. So I do live calls. And the, those live calls have allowed me the chance to really talk to women and hear them. Like I've enjoyed hearing your story, Kim and Eden, and and you know you you guys are doing a great thing by just talking and letting other women hear your words and see how you feel. And it's it's an outreach. Do you know what I'm saying? So I feel like I, I had to create this masterclass, and and so women are really loving it. And thank you for letting me talk about it because that's really. I was, I was led there. When you talk about journey, that was, that was my journey. Every step of the way I came right to this place. So can you tell us where to, how they can find that? Oh, yes. Um, uh, you can, oh, I could give you guys a link or, um, but, well, whenever this airs, I'd be happy to give you a link to a page. They can go, if they're on my Instagram, mm -hmm. there's a link right there. And it says, oh, okay. us, um, um, Hey, Loa masterclass. It'll say, click here to see my masterclass. And all the information is there. It takes you to a beautiful page, tons of information and everything's answered. And yeah. Yeah. I think what's beautiful about it too, is I can tell that just with what you've taught us today is you're teaching women to love themselves and to embrace. It's okay to be imperfect. And, you know, some of the challenges I do for myself are like if I, like, for example, like I, I'm using the iPad and the angle is weird and it looks like I have more, even more of a double chin than I do. And I'm like, I'm not even going to fix it. I'm like, you know what? And sometimes I'll post a picture where I feel like I look weird or puffy and I'm like, nope, I'm going to leave it because it's, you don't need to always be so airbrushed and perfect. And you know what I mean? It, it doesn't always, it, it's okay to show imperfections. And I love that there's a lot of women out there now doing that where they're showing you know, here's, here's the morning when I woke up, here's after I ate breakfast and you're already like three pounds more, you know, bloated and it's just the angles. And I think that more of us need to see that because there's such a, there's such a misconception of that. You have to be so perfect. And the poor kids right now, you know, I have two girls, Eden has two girls, um, you know, what they feel they have to be is, is just so much pressure. Yeah. I, the, I, the most important thing you could ever teach anybody, a child or anybody is that they can heal, that they have the ability to recover. And, you know, we, we don't have to be perfect, even though we talk about that. And I'm talking about beauty. I'm talking about, um, reversing aging. It's about radiating health. Everything mm -hmm. we're talking about is connected to the way your body functions. Mm -hmm. That just happens to make your face be in this beautiful balance. Mm -hmm place so the goal is to just kind of gather all of that up and that's what that's what the master class is but ah oh, 
Okay. Well, I am interested in that, learning more about that too, myself. Um, I We have a few more minutes. I wanted to ask about two more things. One is the issue of inflammation. Um, can you expand on that? And like, why, why does that happen? I know that's going on for me right now too. Um, are there tips that you have for it? And why, why do people experience that? Um, inflammation is a message from your body. It is your body saying, no, it's your body saying, look, we're doing the best we can. We right now, we don't have a place for that. We can't process that. Don't know. We've got an issue and it's going to show up as pain or swelling or illness, whatever. And, um, that especially in an, in an autoimmune situation, when you've got inflammation, it's a message that, that you want to, you want to listen to and you want to have communication with your body. So as you're noticing it and you're feeling it, I, I I'm a huge proponent of, of a notebook. Everyone should have a body notebook and you write in it. Always keep the date, always keep the date. It will help you. I promise you over the years, you'll look back and go, that's right. I did do that test on whether or not I should eat that. And there is those five days. Look what I wrote. It will blow your mind. What you'll learn about yourself. Inflammation is a message and you want to get the message and you want to communicate back to the body. Okay. How can I help? And that's where meditation comes in because you get really quiet. And even if you don't think you're hearing anything, you're allowing for your body to harmonize. You're allowing for the communication between your cells and both of your brains, the one in your gut and the one in your head, you're allowing for that flow of communication. So you don't have to know everything, but you, you want to know what you know and have confidence that your body is going to handle some things because it is beyond intelligent. Just um, it'll blow your mind what your body knows. You don't know every time you blink, you don't have to stop and say, hang on guys, hold on. I'm going to blink. <laughs> like your body knows how to handle all of the things and the things mm -hmm. just allow for that space and stay connected to what's inside. And when you feel inflammation, write it down, put the date, write what you eat for the next at least week, journal it, write the outcome, the feelings, the swelling, itemize it. Why would you not? Why would you not want that information? Otherwise, the, what's the other side of that? Just to keep suffering and then go to a doctor and he's going to look at it and say, well, here's what I'll give you because he's dealing mm -hmm. with, that's all he can do because you didn't give him that information that was written in that notebook. That's your, that is your holy story. Mm. Okay. Is that too Love it. I'm sorry. That was like the, that was the mom. <laughs> oh no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. I, I receive it. Um, okay. And you also talk about morning routines. Um, like I think you called it mind care or mind care routine. Will you yeah. share, share about that? You know, the, Absolutely. The morning is when you set up the day, your body has habits like physical habits, the things you like to do with your body, certain times of day, things you like to eat, you know, all the things. 
your body also, the energy of you, your auric field is about arm's length around you. The energy of you also has habits. So you want to get yourself into a, a flow that your body can gravitate to. And as you wake up in the morning, there is a freshness to the mind. There is a crispness to the brain. And that is the time that you want to set the tone for the day. So I always, every morning I do some meditation. I read something that inspires me. I read something. And sometimes it will be the same thing over and over. If it's a lesson that I feel I need to get, you know, if I'm really trying to just bring it into my heart and I'll read it and then not necessarily think about it. This is the part where when there's anxiety, you kind of have to separate the thinking about it and releasing your thoughts to meditation. Uh -huh. um, the mornings are so important that I, um, I don't eat in the morning. I, I like to get through till lunch and then start food for the day. Just let my body heal. Hmm. Okay. Such great yeah. tips. I know. <laughs> I know. I feel like I learned so much and it's also such stuff that's so relatable, even, you know, for men, a lot of it too, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys, I don't know why, but I have, I really didn't in, well, now I intend it, but I, <laughs> for many years, I didn't intend to be surrounded by women as, as a coach and teacher for women, but it was always women that came. Uh, <laughs> I realized, okay, this is the message. I'm talking about heartfelt things. I'm talking about emotions. I'm talking about, you know, the body women get that women are like, I hear you. I can understand this. And they just have always come. And so now when I, I developed the, the masterclass, it was with love to kind of give back to that group that's always shown up, if you know what I'm saying. It very much is for women. So yeah. I don't know how that happened, but it did. <laughs> You're calling. Yeah. And it seems like women are a little bit more open, receptive for the most part. Yeah. But let's bring those men in now. <laughs> yeah. Not all, not all um, men are closed. There's a lot of open No. Women. Yeah. Yeah, we've had some really great, great guests on the mm -hmm. show that are very conscious and open. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here and sharing so much wisdom with us. And I'm going to start applying what you said. And that's actually perfect for me to do in the mornings, what you suggested. So thank you very much. And um, for everybody else, too. And we're excited because we don't usually release the whole YouTube. We do clips, but this one we're going to have it as a whole video so you can see yeah. some of the demonstrations. So make sure you check this out on YouTube, check out Hey Loa on Instagram and um, give us feedback on this episode or you can send her direct feedback as well. And thank you all for listening. Yes, I'd love to love to hear from whoever has thoughts. And you guys, can I just say you're adorable? You're just freaking adorable. Both of you, <laughs> you have lovely energy. You just do. You have a lovely way of expressing yourself. And it's been a pleasure just to talk to you and, and just to kind of see in your eyes. You're really lovely. So thank Aww. you so much. That, like that, yeah, that's yeah. Same. Yeah. Right back at you. But I really that's nice to hear. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Shines. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, you as well. <laughs> yeah. Thank well. you again, everybody for listening and um, see you on the next episode. Oh yeah. Quick, quick shout out. Um, oh. If you're interested in getting certified as a life coach, go to kimlifecoach.com forward slash certification. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Talk Purpose and Truth podcast. Find out more at talkpurposeandtruth.com. And follow us at Talk Purpose Truth on Instagram and Facebook.